0: When Republicans lose the House in 2018, maybe by 40 or 50 seats, that House is not going to impe- impeach him. And it's also hard to believe that a U.S. Senate that's going to be scared to death, though may still be in Republican hands, is not going to take a serious look when it has to deal with this president. So get good legal help now because the storm is coming.
1: I thought that was interesting. That was from ABC this week on Sunday. That was Alex Castellanos. Or how I say it. Sorry about that. <laughs> Too many L's and N's in there. Um, And he worked on the Jeb and Mitt campaigns. He was a never-Trumper back in the day. But, I mean, he argues forcefully for Trump's point of view. I see him on a lot of different shows. And he said, Dems take the House, they're absolutely going to impeach Trump. And then you never know what the Republicans in the Senate are going to do, depending on what the pressures are at the time. On that same show, same panel, Chris Christie, and we all know who he is, New Jersey Governor Wanted to be something in the Trump administration, but he got embarrassed. He said, Trump, no way Trump should sit down and talk to Mueller, uh, that he's just absolutely going to end up in trouble doing that. Some legal, legal experts say the opposite. We thought we'd discuss with Philip Wegman this whole mess. Philip Wegman of the Washington Examiner, we've talked to him before and really enjoyed the chat. How are you, Philip?
2: Not so bad. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, there was one other thing I wanted to mention the Chris Christie thing. Oh, Trey Gowdy, just about an hour ago, he was on one of your TV shows. And, uh, Trey Gowdy, who we, we really like around here, he said, and I quote, let me bring it up for you, um, that Trump should sit down if he, with Mueller, if he's got nothing to hide. Most of the so-called legal experts are telling him not to do it. He got nothing to hide. Sit down. Sit down and tell him what you know. So you got Chris Christie view. You got the, uh, Trey Gowdy view. Philip, how do you see it?
2: You really have to ask yourself um, whose legal advice you want to go with, because you've got Trey Gowdy, who has been a prosecutor in the past, and then you've got Chris Christie, who says, who has also been a prosecutor, and mm. says that this is worth skipping. Um, based off of all of the Trump rallies that I've been to, all of the speeches that I've watched, and just kind of observing this guy for the last year, uh, if I was whispering in the president's ear, I would encourage him to follow what Chris Christie is saying here. Because uh, we know this about Trump, his greatest asset is that he speaks, you know, in hyperbole, he likes to embellish. And while that works on the campaign trail, I don't think it works while you're sitting across from a U.S. attorney. So even if he doesn't have anything to hide. He could still get himself in trouble uh, by exaggerating, and that could come back to haunt him.
0: Well, um,
1: maybe you've seen stories like I have of of people who've known Trump for years say, "Look, he's a different guy in these in these sit downs with uh, with 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 guys that could put him in jail or you know give him a lot of trouble." He's a, he's, a, he's a smart guy. He's been in all kinds of legal fights. He understands how to do it. He knows it's not the campaign trail. Do you buy that argument?
2: I don't, and here's why: because uh, President Trump was a New York businessman back when he uh, was going through a lot of these different depositions. Uh, there were two in particular that I think are especially important. Uh, one was in 2016, where he was negotiating a um, you know a contract dispute with a restaurateur, and that was just a couple months before the election. Uh, but the more interesting one is one that occurred in 2007, when Trump sued a reporter from Bloomberg for libel. And then, while he was sitting across from a U.S. attorney, he had to admit under oath, uh, I think, uh, on the order of 30 different times, different exaggerations. And so I think that... As a businessman, Trump knows how to maneuver and wiggle, perhaps, but there's not going to be any room for error now that he's the you know, the leader of the free world. And now that he knows that Democrats are going to use any small slip-up that comes out of that deposition, um, they are going to find a way to drive a truck through it.
1: How particular can they be on this whole you lied to a, a, a federal agent thing? For instance, now, this is this is the way it's been portrayed to me by people before. Um, if the oh, uh, well, if the IRS calls you, if an FBI agent calls you, whoever calls you from the federal government and they start asking you questions and say, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I talked to him last Tuesday and it turns out it was Monday. They can call that lying to a federal official and you can be in trouble. Can they be that particular? Would they with the president? What do you know about that?
2: So this is how they got uh, George Papadopoulos, who was the, uh, that's just a funny name to say, Papadopoulos. It's fun.
1: I like to just say it when I'm driving in the car.
2: (laughs) But uh, that's how they got him earlier on uh, last summer with some of the false statements that he made to the FBI. And they were able to turn him around to, uh, you know, work against uh, some some of the former folks. On something mundane like that? something mundane. We don't know exactly what it is. Uh, But what's interesting here is that you don't know. It's an open legal question because here's the president who is the chief enforcer of the law, and then you will have someone from the Department of Justice asking him questions. It is uncharted uh, territory, and it seems like the risk would outweigh the reward. But again, um, what Trey Gowdy is saying, that definitely does seem kind of appealing to a president who has gotten through some of these in the past, who thinks that he can navigate this on his own, and who really wants this uh, Mueller probe to go away.
1: Um, So at some point, it could just be a political question and not a legal question, as we all know. Uh, Mueller puts the information out there, and then we decide as voters or Congress decides whether they want to impeach him. And from that standpoint, his willingness to sit down could matter.
2: I think so. Um and so it might be a a gesture now where Trump you know floats this as an option um and kind of delays until the end of this year's midterm elections. Perhaps this could be a sort of olive branch to anyone um you know in, in the house if Democrats take over. I I could see something conceivably happening where the president says, "Hey, I sat down with a special investigation. They weren't able to find anything significant. There's no reason for you to, um, you know, drum me up on charges of obstruction of justice. Uh, I could see that happening, uh, and that could potentially play to the president's advantage. So sitting down with Mueller now, uh, ahead of the election, that seems like a no-win uh, no-win scenario.
1: We're talking with Philip Wegman of the Washington Examiner, who's very impressive with his depth of knowledge. You, you, uh, you're a young man, Philip. Have you always been really into this whole news stuff, or what's the deal? <laughs>
2: So there's no better job uh, than being in the news because it changes every single day. And
1: especially now. I mean, especially now. I mean, I've been doing talk radio for a long time. And there used to be periods. uh, We had a boss who used to refer to the dog days of summer when you get into like August and September when there was just nothing going on. And that's when you have to do, you know, what's your driving pet peeve and stuff like that to have something to talk about in talk radio. But those days are gone. I mean, there's something (laughs) monumental happening all the time
2: now. Oh, absolutely and this is uh, this is what's so so fascinating I mean Trump is right when he says like this is the dirty secret Trump is right when he says that without him the media would not be doing so well I mean this is a, a moment where every journalist is busy and if they're not that's their own fault because there's so much going on the news cycle it's not like two or three days anymore it's not even one day it's literally a matter of you know hours sometimes minutes so, I was
1: sitting with together. some uh, CBS, Washington Post, Fox people the other day, um, and uh, I brought up the question, do you think this goes back to normal when Trump's gone, or is this just going to be the permanent state of the world? And they all thought it ended when Trump left, but I think maybe we're just addicted to it.
2: And and that's another good question, because you've got this crop of younger journalists who are starting out who are getting kind of addicted to the, the pace of life right now, but what are we going to do uh, come 2020 or 2024, when, you know, Trump uh, is no longer in the picture and things are quiet again, I and mean, we're going to have to go back to pouring over embargoed speeches. Oh, and,
1: right, exactly. You know, if, by, if, press releases. if by next year it's President Pence and he makes, you know, an interesting statement twice a year, what are we What, <laughs> what are we going to
2: do? Yeah, uh, it's, it's an interesting statement that he says twice, uh, you know, it's the same one each time probably. Yeah.
1: Hey, what do you make of a different newspaper report? They, they say they've got sources that um, Mueller has Trump as a subject of the investigation, not a target of the investigation.
2: I think that that plays to what the the Trump administration has been saying the entire time, um, and that is it bolsters their case. I mean if you are a defender of the President right now, your argument is that um, the left has shifted their goalpost so often. It went from President Trump and his campaign colluding with the Russians. Now it's obstruction with the Russians. Um, and if you see that the the president is no longer you know the target but rather a subject, uh, then that kind of takes some of the heat away from the administration, and it bolsters the case that this is politically motivated, and uh, that uh, you know the president really ought to be able to clear his own name. But if you you know if you are the White House, though, this is this this shows that this is a missed opportunity from the very beginning. Um, I think that rather than complaining about the uh, investigation, if the Trump administration and specifically the president himself would have just come out and said, "Hey," There was meddling in our election. This is a threat to our democracy. It's my job to uphold and defend the U.S. Constitution. I'm going to uphold and defend the U.S. Constitution by cooperating, you know, 200% with this investigation. I think that that would have um, done a lot to take the wind out of the sails and and keep Democrats from attacking the president on this front. But um, you know, the president that would have been a
1: great idea. That would have been very, very good, but that is not what he did. I like you using 200%. That's way more than 110%, so that's significantly more effort. Um, I had a final question I thought was going to be pretty good. What was my final question going to be? Oh, any chance the Stormy Daniels thing works its way into the Mueller investigation?
2: Uh, you know, things are so crazy at this point. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened somehow. But I think you know we were talking about the the pace of the news cycle, and... I think that the Stormy Daniels thing is interesting because it is also, um, you know, interesting when you talk about that in light of this investigation. The Stormy Daniels scandal is probably as like um, illicit and exciting and, you know, muckrakey of a story as you can get. And what we're seeing already is that the the public is just kind of shrugging their shoulders. They knew what they got when they elected this guy and i think that um while a lot of people in you know the uh, liberal progressive base are riled up about the possibility of some sort of obstruction on the part of you know the president when it came to to russian meddling in the election or you know participation if the public doesn't even care about a porn star are they really going to care about you know this in-depth uh, nitty-gritty investigation that has to do with, you know, slightly less exciting, you know, calls and and, um, talks back and forth between, you know, shadowy figures. I don't know. That's much more difficult to spin than this affair, which should be for any other politician career ending.
1: Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you need a short answer on this because I'm going really late with you because I'm, I'm liking what you're getting to say. I mean, it's just, I'm finding it interesting. Um, uh, short answer on this, uh, and I forgot it again. Why did the questions keep? you know what? This is what happens when you get older. You know, I can't find my car in the parking lot, hide my own Easter eggs, that whole thing. We're talking about Stormy <laughs> Daniels and the president. Oh, do you agree with that Republican strategist that if the Dems take the house, they will impeach him?
2: Oh, no doubt. Uh, no I, doubt.
1: I, I, Your is, answer. Wow. Wow. Well, that's going to be good for talk radio.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think that that would be uh, would be helpful for. Uh, God for dang. Now, or... This is
1: what's going to happen, and I, I've said this many times before. I think this is going to happen. Dems are going to take the House, they're going to impeach him, it's going to be over stuff that's, like you just said, is complicated, and a lot of people are, eh, about, and so the 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 Senate doesn't convict, in other words, he doesn't get booted out, and we go through this whole thing, it's expensive, it's distracting, while while Russia's doing what they're doing, North Korea's doing what they're doing, China's doing what we're doing, and the whole country focuses on this that will result in nothing, that's my prediction.
2: And if there is impeachment, it makes Trump's re-election that much easier.
1: Oh, you think so? Well, there you go, Philip Wegman, will have him on again to talk about 200% approval. Of what he just said. Thank you, Philip, of the Washington Examiner. Good commentary. Good depth of knowledge. When he was getting into um, uh, the times Trump has been deposed before and he knew exactly over what and when. Huh? How about that? A little research from some of our guests. Very
0: impressive. I
1: want to get to some of those texts about uh, the teacher strikes are going on across this country. What it could have to do with... Why are we spending more on education and getting less for it? All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. So that's a
1: cute little kid, looks to be about six years old in a Walmart wearing a bow tie and cowboy boots, singing a Hank Williams classic song. For some reason, it has gone viral. Couldn't be cuter. It is adorable. <laughs> I have a kid the same age. Who uh, asked me to set up my PA system that I uh, had when I was uh, singing in a band and hooked up the microphone and everything like that? His brother on the drums, and he did uh, his singing, uh, an original composition, I believe.
3: Oh, we'll
1: off the thank you. Oh um, yeah. So uh, he's got a lot of anger, and as I've talked about a little bit, we have some. He has some challenges. We have some challenges, and uh, we got uh, a lot of doctors involved in everything like that. And I'm just hoping that we come. I'm introducing all these different things to him. You know, I, I'm hoping he gets super into art or music or a sport or math or you know just something that hooks him and becomes his. His, his his go-to driving force that is an outlet, because he needs one. And uh, and I, I can picture him sleeved with black fingernails, singing in a punk band as a 19-year-old with that same style of singing. I mean, when he was screaming, I mean, he just the look on his face, he wasn't just playing around. He's got some serious anger he's trying to get out. He's just uncomfortable with life, and um, we don't know why yet. We're trying to figure that out. But, you know, it's... Yeah. This is not one of those um, parents posting a video, my kid's going to be a star someday. This is a, we're really concerned about him. Oh, my God, is this a good thing or a bad thing? That's, that's all this is. Uh, man, he, he brought the anger in that song. I'm not exactly sure what he's saying, by the way. He's he's missing four teeth currently, so his his diction is a little off. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to talk either as a child or an old person when you're missing four teeth, but sometimes some, get a little yeah. you can't get your s's and your t's exactly what you... I I think it's we're rapping on the street or we're living on the street, walking on the street. I'm not exactly sure, yeah. but uh, yeah, he he screams it. With with a tremendous amount of intensity,
3: and his brother on the uh, the percussion on the drum. Yeah, yeah, exactly playing right, the drums. At the right. end of the
1: song, he throws his drumsticks as you should, but um, <laughs> just screaming it. I mean, face purple, veins bulging in his neck. on the street. He's got he's got a message he's trying to get out that, for some reason. That seems as a, as a healthy an outlet as can be for that. There are much less healthy ones, yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, so I'm trying to, like I said, the art, the music, various sports, something like that. You know, um, uh, I was talking to a, f- a friend of mine about this, and he was telling the story of Michael Phelps, the the world's greatest right. Olympian, uh, who as a child was just so miserable and uncomfortable, and just you know, couldn't make life work, and got into swimming, and then, and that was the only thing he did up until recently, and now he's having trouble once again that he doesn't have swimming, but at least he's dealing with it as an adult right. as opposed to a child, but. Yeah, a kid, a kid who's struggling in life can find something productive to really get into. That's that's well, it's better than not having that.
3: We'll see. Certainly to a lesser degree, but I remember when I was in high school and the first time I was in a a, a drama class. I took a, a drama in high school, and it was. I looked around. And I was like, "Hey, my people! Right, I'm surrounded by people who process stuff Do they look at stuff the same way. Yeah, that's that, interesting. That was a huge thing for me." Because, you know, I'd played sports with my friends, and it was always fun, but that was never my thing. And to be all of a sudden surrounded in a classroom full of people who also liked my thing, too, that was really big. I had that
1: very same experience. Unfortunately, it wasn't until I was a senior in high school that I figured that out. But I thought, I'm way more like this people than the jocks that I've been trying to be. Way
0: more like these people. Um, What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Family members shining more light on the YouTube shooter. The White House planning a major announcement about Syria and why my friends you really really need to hire a maid. Coming up minutes from now Armstrong oh, sure. and-, and if you convince us we'll all just go out and do it. Yes. We'll all
1: just get a maid. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Arnold Arnold likes the idea of having a maid. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. text line. Pretty sure Jack's kid's uh, song just caused it to rain in Seattle. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know what was going on there. Screaming to the gods. Hey, I just saw this headline. Roseanne Barr facing backlash over tweets and comments. I haven't checked out her recent tweets and comments. We better get into that. I'm sure there are many people looking to bring her down yeah. as he's a, she's associated with Trump and having some success. There's going to be a lot of people looking for you know ways to to, to attack her and make her look like a villain. So. Is that's what
0: we do in modern America.
1: Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips.
0: Well, a Southern California woman whose father says she was angry at YouTube because it stopped paying her for videos she posted, shot three people at the company's San Bruno, California headquarters yesterday before killing herself. From one of the
2: witnesses coming in, they identified a female in a, in a white shirt. That's the one we have down uh, in the center court area with the gunshot wound in the chest. <laughs> So, confirming she is the suspect? Him, that's what we were told. There is a uh, handgun about 20 feet to
0: the shelter. Police say they don't believe she specifically targeted her victims. She was just enraged. Her father has said now in an interview with the Bay Area News Group that he reported his daughter missing on Monday after she didn't answer her phone for two days and that they got a call from police around 2 a.m. yesterday saying they'd found her sleeping in a car. He said the family warned the police. His daughter might be heading to YouTube because she hated the company. But this was after they'd received that call from the police. They called back. And at that point, she'd already left the parking lot.
1: We got this text. It seems ironic that the news agencies are just so many news agencies are describing this woman as white. I have I've heard that many times. I said it myself for some reason when she is clearly not. She has a Middle Eastern name. Right. She has a traditional, very traditional Muslim name. She's wearing a headscarf in one of her pictures. But for whatever reason, we're going, I don't know. I don't know if that means anything or not.
0: Uh, her father, by the way, telling NBC News his daughter felt YouTube had been cheating her, saying, quote, YouTube stopped everything and now she has no income, end of quote.
1: It is kind of interesting that you got someone with an obviously Muslim name shooting up a place and the 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 idea of terrorism just not even, hasn't even come right. up at all, maybe. Did we just so quickly know it was about our YouTube anger? Is that it? That's what the, uh, that's what the family yeah, put don't forward. Us, the facts don't usually yep. matter in the first days of right. these shootings.
0: By the way, San Bruno police expected to hold a presser on all this in about a half hour from now, so we'll monitor that for you. President Trump is reportedly instructing the Pentagon to start planning for a U.S. troop withdrawal from Syria. The Washington Post is saying no date has been attached to that order yet. U.S. forces in Syria, part of the coalition fighting ISIS... Trump cited great progress against ISIS yesterday and said he wants U.S. forces out of Syria. I want to get out. I want to bring our troops back home. I want to start rebuilding our nation.
1: I'm a uh, I'm, I'm I lean toward the non-interventiony side of things, but I don't see how uh, we're not doing with Syria what we did with Iraq, where, where we get out and just a bunch of bad actors end up running the place, like ISIS took over Iraq after we right. left, either have a- ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Iran, or Russia taking over Syria.
0: Well, yeah, Russia and Iran are already moving in, along with Turkey. By the way, they're they're all meeting. Uh, does,
1: does it seem like a good idea that we have no role in that? Uh, I don't know. Yep.
0: Facebook cheat, Mark Zuckerberg's going to be testifying on Capitol Hill about internet privacy. The lawmakers are saying uh, Zuckerberg's agreed to testify next week. The House Energy and Commerce Committee leader's Say the hearing is meant to shed light on critical consumer data privacy issues and to help Americans to better understand what happens to their personal information online. Yeah, he's scrambling. There's a a lot
1: of reporting that people inside the Facebook world at the top level, some people believe this is an existential threat to Facebook, as in this might do them in. And I saw Tom Friedman of the New York Times, he he wrote a column about it recently, and he said, yeah, this, this could... This could do them in unless they change the way they do business drastically and uh, the government starts them regulating them. Right. It might end some of the problems that the, that they've had with fake news floating around, but it also might end what was good about it, what, what people liked about right. it. And, uh, yeah, this, this could do in the company, one of the biggest companies in the world.
0: Now, shifting gears, I'll tell you, if you've ever lived with another human, you know how easy it is to come to blows over certain things, including about who is doing... More housework. Than come to the blows. Other.
1: I uh, I don't expect to ever come to blows with, with anyone, really, but. Well. Was it... this Andy Cap? <laughs> no. You try to remember that the old comic where were... you just beating each other all the
3: time? Good, good reference. <laughs> yeah,
1: really. <laughs> I know that's an ancient reference, but <laughs> yeah. as a kid, I thought it was strange. It was an old-timey comic strip, right. and uh, the, the guy would come home and she would beat him on the head with a frying pan. Right. And it was just, you know, perfectly acceptable comedy, I and guess. And laughter
0: would ensue. All right, I bring this up because it was none other than the Harvard Business School that did this study. They looked at thousands of cases, and they found that spending your hard-earned cash to hire a maid can definitely improve your relationship with your partner. Mm. Harvard Business School. They found those who spent money on time-saving purchases had happier relationships because the investment protected the couple from the negative impact of relationship stress, yeah,
1: those are tough ones. We've talked about that uh, many times. The whole you can afford to have somebody mow your lawn, but is it really better to do it that way, or would you should you get a little exercise? Or it's nice to do some uh, maybe manual things where you clear your head now and then. I don't right. know, these are tough calls. Everybody, well, everybody gets to make their own choice on this.
0: And I've never had a maid, so I can well, I haven't been in a relationship for a long time either. <laughs> oh, well. That's your news. Maybe you should hire a maid and get a relationship with her. The way she <laughs> looks sexy and
3: seductive, exactly, and she seduces me into this, into her little thing.
0: Maids are for uh, having babies with, right, Arnold? Yes. That is your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of a Nation.
1: There you go. My first radio job, I cleaned the toilet. They didn't even have a maid really? at the radio station. Was that part of your duties? That was when I got hired. They told me that'd be what I'd be doing the uh, late night shift and cleaning the toilet. Those filthy, filthy salespeople, disgusting. But I cleaned the toilet regularly. Who brought up the idea of cleaning the toilet to my kids the other day? They were just appalled by the idea. What, them doing it? Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> Like, it's just going to magically get cleaned by somebody that should do it, I guess. Who is this person that should do it? I, it's not me. <laughs> I don't know, Dad. You you got the answers. Uh, so, Roseanne, the hottest TV show in America right now, uh, facing a backlash over some tweets and comments. We'll let you know what those are coming up on The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Dan, you're snoring, wake up. What time is it? Did I miss dinner? It's 11 Mm o'clock. We slept from Wheel to Kimmel. We missed all the shows about black and Asian families. (laughs) They're just like us. There, now you're all
1: caught up. I thought that was funny. Uh, From last night's Roseanne, which I am going to make a regular part of my viewing. And um, there was no mention of Trump or anything. I mean, there was political stuff, but just in like the culture wars sort of way. Darlene, if you remember Darlene from uh, Melissa Gilbert from the... Roseanne shows she's now grown up, has her own kid, and she lets her kid call her by her first name, which, of course, is, you know, a a good one. I, I don't get the letting your kid call you by your first name. I I knew one family like that, and I just thought it was weird, but, you know, I'm not sure it's important. Uh, but there was, there was that sort of stuff, culture war stuff, but nothing overtly were up with Trump or down on Trump or anything like that. Uh, But there is some controversy today. I don't know if this is an actual controversy. I just saw it uh, headlined on the news over some Roseanne Barr tweets or comments. What can you tell me, Sean?
3: So this is from uh, March 30th, the initial tweet, where she is essentially praising President Trump for freeing, or I'll just read the tweet. President Trump has freed so many children held in bondage to pimps all over the world, hundreds each month. He has broken up trafficking rings in high places everywhere. Notice that. I disagree on some things, but give him benefit of doubt for now. Um, and the problem that's is... That's the
1: controversial one?
3: Well, that it seems to be perpetuating a Pizzagate style...
1: Oh, I wondered what she was talking about. Yeah, that's the thing. Is she it,
3: talking about that? Not that specifically, but that type of... It's a rumor that kind of, or a quote-unquote conspiracy theory that got started on 4chan, the notorious shady corner of the internet. Uh-huh. Um, many of the professional reporters that cover this sort of thing are like, what are you talking about? This isn't actually a thing. So that, that's the con that she is signal boosting a, a thing that is akin to the Pizzagate uh-huh. scandal.
1: Okay. And if she did do that, what am I, how am I supposed to react? Am I supposed to not watch her show, or
3: are, are you boy, on the internet? Huh? Then as much outrage as you can muster.
1: Am I not supposed to go to uh, to anybody who advertises on the Roseanne show at this point? Is that what I'm supposed to do? She has deleted the tweet. I understand. So yeah, I don't know. Whatever.
3: Somebody who didn't grow up with the internet got fooled by an internet story. I don't think there's a
1: a ton there. Like it's. I, I would agree with you, but that doesn't mean that that's the way it'll end up. So, Laura Ingram, what did Laura Ingram say on Fox the other day? Oh, she uh, she criticized one of those high school kids that's making the round trying to change gun laws. She criticized one of those kids, which I, you know, um, you got to be careful with, certainly. Uh, I don't remember exactly what she said, but Laura Ingram, who has a show on Fox. So some people uh, really attempted to line up going after sponsors of her show. Some of them actually pulled out of her show, advertising sponsors that were buying ads on the Loringham Show on Fox, which would be a very expensive deal, pulled out. Often that dooms you. That's what brought down O'Reilly, among uh, other shows. Uh, Fox has leapt to her defense and said, we are not going to be bullied. I think they um, censored. I think that was the term they used. We're not going to be censored on what we can say and what we can't say. So, I'm happy not because of the content of what she said. I just want more organizations to stand up to this whole, we're going to get an advertiser boycott to bring down your show. Because we're not we're not going to have a very robust debate about anything if people who get out on the edges of debates immediately are, are, are booted off the air. We're all going to be scared to say anything, and we're going to have a very bland, vanilla conversation about all these things. Gun rights, gay marriage, whatever and maybe it's because I'm in the business, I'm sensitive to this, but I, I just I just don't like the whole go after the advertiser, go after Ford, go after Dairy Queen, whoever, tell them you're going to boycott their business if you continue to advertise on Roseanne or whatever show here it is you're talking about until they get off the air, and that has worked for, that; it's booted a lot of shows off the air. Fox standing up to it, I hope this is a turning of the tide a little bit, but we'll see, and we'll see how big this thing is with Roseanne. Um, I had a couple of texts. Um. Oh, the YouTube thing. So, so this this woman who went in and tried to kill a bunch of people at YouTube. She's a uh, sad, angry coward, as Joe likes to describe these people. And we've decided we're not going to put any of her videos on our website, even though they're they're pretty interesting from a number of different angles. Uh, she she feels like she was. Some of her workout videos were censored for being too sexual. That was her opinion that YouTube censored them for that and then she displays a lot of other YouTube workout videos that clearly are sexual. I didn't know this existed. Apparently, this is a thing. You put on something that's clearly sexual, you claim it's something else so that you can get it out there and get a bunch of clicks. You said this happens in um, what? what?
3: Yeah, so there's a video game streaming site called Twitch where you essentially get to watch other people play video games for for various reasons. Some of them are very entertaining, but they had a real issue with essentially... Strippers or professional models, quote unquote, playing video games in like string bikinis with the video game being, you know, one. F- like a little tiny thumbnail in you know, the
1: in the corner of the screen. The point of their video was not look at how good I am at playing video games. Right,
3: right. And uh, so yeah, Twitch had to kind of make some dress code policies for their streamers and things like that because because oh, guess what? They ended up getting tons of people watching them. They was they were very successful streams, but it wasn't the sort of thing that they wanted to be in the business of.
1: Right. We got um, one text from somebody, and I hadn't thought about this. We might have a, uh, a coming problem in America with the weirdos who want to be YouTube stars. I mean, the people who thinking, I can get rich off of this. Because it is. You come up with a good idea. You can make a good chunk of money. But there's a lot of weirdos out there who, I th- I think who come up the, with weird ideas.
3: I think it's the new garage band. Like There are tons of people trying to start a garage mm-hmm. band. It, chances are you're not going to make it big. But, hey, some people might. Right, you might you might have a Nirvana in there somewhere.
1: I wish I'd have had some of these ideas people have. The what was the the one we talked about a couple of weeks ago? It's a it's a six year old who reviews toys. Charming little six year old kid, oh, like yeah. like a lot of little kids are charming. But they had the idea. They were kind of first in, so it caught on. And you want to see what Mikey or whatever his name is thinks of this toy? And they're making tons of money off of that. You just have a, have a good idea. But this woman was a wannabe YouTube star. She did have five thousand followers. With a bunch of different weird crap. And I mean, some of it is very strange. But she had 5,000 f- followers. She was hoping to become wealthy off of it. Some of it was objectionable, according to YouTube. And uh, and it got restricted or or, or taken off. And, and that sent her off the rails. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's YouTube's fault. She's a murderous lunatic. But um, that's going to be harder and harder for all these... Social media platforms to to regulate what is uh, what's appropriate and what's not. Some of her gruesome stuff that was, according to her, because she cared about animals, you know, is that just uh, well putting out awful animal cruelty videos? It's in the eye of the beholder. At and some I point.
3: understand some censorship arguments, but you don't have a right to make money on those things. Right, like if there's there's no constitutional thing that's saying the the
1: videos that get put up, you know, have to make me money. Of course not. And uh, the sexy stuff is weird. I didn't know until I watched this one of these this woman's videos, the wannabe murderous lunatic. Luckily, she only murdered herself. Um, she was pointing out all the exercise videos that are just women scantily clad grinding, and they claim their exercise videos. Because I, you can't grinding just have
3: is a very good workout. Jack.
1: You can't just have an out and out sex video on YouTube. YouTube that does get flagged or taken down. But if you if you're scantily clad and same say this is my workout routine grinding against this pole, you might slip it by YouTube. If you pardon the expression and, and get it on the air and get a lot of viewers and make some money that way. I didn't know that was going on, including in the video gaming industry. So I could do everything. Um, Sex sells. <laughs> guitar reviews. I'm into oh, that. Yeah. I need to start g- g- guitar reviews, but you know, you, you, uh, you hire a model. She wears hardly anything and she's reviewing this guitar. She doesn't know anything about guitars. Who cares? But you get enough views, you make some money. I, I suppose every one of those angles has been explored, right? Yes. Interview uh, my review of the new iPhone. It's a hottie, almost nice. naked talking a little bit about the iPhone, you get enough views, you make some money. You think those have all been exploited? This is not a good
3: idea? Any sort of genre of YouTube video has the scantily clad hot woman doing that
1: genre? I was unaware of that. Yeah. I did not know that. Doesn't surprise me. I would think there'd be enough of those out there at some point. Also, you can just search on on the internet You know, naked woman and you'll get plenty of those. T- Wait, what? You don't need to pretend it's a an iPhone review or a workout or anything like that.